You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 141. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! It's Crack Pack Like a Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 141. Ciento Great work on that CC. <laughs> well, guys, we are excited to uh, have a guest with us today, Deanna Gott. Um, and I will say, before we introduce her, this is really exciting for the three of us because we haven't had a guest in like a month of Sundays. It's been a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has been a while. And, you know, we got to give special thanks to Yodali. So, gracias para uh, otra su recomendación. Dali. Yo dale. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Second guest recommendation. So, yeah. Justin was the first one for No Greater Love. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's in the Ukraine. Nice. He's doing big things. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I follow him. Been really yeah. cool. Same. His post challenged me. Yeah, guys, we are excited to have Deanna along board with us. She wrote a book, A Mother's Hope Restored. Um, it's a very good book. I read it myself personally, and a very deep, raw, emotional type book. Uh, we're looking forward to talking about that. But before we hop in, Deanna, welcome aboard. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, you know, mother's issues are very important to me, so this book really <laughs> hit close to home when I was reading it. No, I think it's awesome. And of course, all my, I have three daughters and a wife and two female dogs, so I've been inundated with uh, women my whole wow. life. You know, I know about love languages, and I think I've been pretty uh, molded and formed over 23 years, so uh, this is awesome. I've, I've, a lot of things hit home, so it's pretty. I'm excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Great. Did your wives read the book? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. On an exciting note, non-wife, girlfriend, Alexander did read the book. Yes, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, she and not, her mom read the book. Yeah, and that's actually how I got a copy of the book. So <laughs> it's kind of coming full circle with the book here. Um, before we get to our Would You Rather with John, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Okay, sure. Um, so I'm married to Tony. We've been married for 14 years. I have three children. They're all adults now, all married. Um, you do get through the little... And the teenagers, which are the really woo ones. Yeah. Um, I also have three grandchildren, which is the best seriously told our oldest i said if i would have known it was this good i would have skipped the kids went to grandkids he doesn't laugh but i i mean it's really just the truth um it is great um to do that so my husband is a full-time self-employed painter and i help cool. him do that plus do fun stuff like this now so yeah author of a book i mean that's where i'm trying to get one day john I like that book 
I know. Just think of your left arm work right now. You could probably be writing that book. You can actually dictate it. Mm-hmm. Well, I have learned how to voice text. And look, I want to yeah. thank you for that really wonderful prayer. My friends don't even pray for me like that with oh. my injuries. They just make yeah. fun of me like you just heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. Craig does actually. Yeah, I'll throw a little praying for your knees. <laughs> yeah. we, pray, we pray for you behind your back, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they just pray for me to have kids one day. I know. No, I right. did hear that. It did make me giggle. It's <laughs> like, wow. It's a real thing. He does it every single podcast. I mean, people, you're the first I think that was like kind of took to that pretty well. <laughs> well, then I laughed and I was like, oh wait, maybe there's something wrong with the fertility. I shouldn't laugh. Yeah, yeah, like something wrong with me. And the different variations he uses, it's pretty hilarious. Each yeah. You're welcome. Thank you, buddy. Um, but before we hop in, we're gonna swing it over to John. What you got for us this week on the Would You Rather, buddy? Well, guys, you know, I always try to keep it pertinent to what we're going to talk about for the day. And, uh, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, you know, if you are gracious and joyous about something or you have an issue and you want to talk to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, ask for help, um, how would you, what would you rather do in your prayer? Would you rather pray in silence in your head or Hmm. say it out loud? Man, this is good and actually something like legitimate from you. <laughs> Not funny. Yeah, besides like, yeah. would you rather syrup or honey? That was the yeah. most That recent. was a good one. That was a really good one. Matt, on a scale from zero yeah. to ten, what did he just, did he go up a half point? Or is this seven Yeah, I five? think a, like a point one two five. Point one two five. <laughs> so a serious factor. He's a... Yeah, so I guess I'm picking it up a bit. So are we supposed to answer the question? Yes, we're going to throw the the question to you first. So what would you rather? So I think it depends on, am I alone? Depends Mm. on the offense. Depends if I'm alone. Let's say Uh, you could be alone or with other people. You get a pick? There's options. No. Well, then I'm still going to say it depends on who those people are. (laughs) Can I trust those people? Um, For me personally, Praying out loud is, I find more effective because I stay focused more than if I pray silently. Um, so I would probably choose an out loud prayer. All right. Good job. How about you, Hot Dog? Man, I think I do both. Probably a little more in silence, but I actually enjoy praying out loud as well. Um, when, I, when I've done it from time to time, I feel like it's a little more, I don't know, intimate closer to god when i'm talking um and i can feel that myself a little more than sometimes just thinking talking in my mind and then my mind kind of goes one way or another um so if i had to choose i think that's a good point if i was by myself i'd probably go out loud if it was like my last time i'm gonna pray i'd probably just shout it out (laughs) last time (laughs) we went really dark I kind of live my life through that lens. You snap your finger once. I mean, you did fall. (laughs) (laughs) Did your life flash before your eyes? Oh, my God, John. She's right. She's right after your own heart right now. I know. Exactly. (laughs) His book will be when your life flashes before your eyes. And like people get to the very end, it'd be like when he broke his arm. When he broke his arm. (laughs) When he broke his arm. I've already got a title for him. When you fall and no one catches you. Yeah. He made fun of me about falling for years. That's because I kept having to catch him. And it literally happened, and here we are. Well, what preceded this were all the photos of him actually falling and cutting his arm or his <laughs> knee or, you know. Sure. It was, I put myself in. I'm, I'm a little adventuresome. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Cece, what do you think about this prayer? Hmm. It's a good one. Actually, you know, personally, I do find myself praying in silence 
more often than not, but I've been part of some um, prayer circles. And when mm-hmm. you're sharing that in a circle or especially what was really challenging, believe it or not, was couples prayer with April. Mm-hmm. You know, even to this day, I, I love it when we can do it, but you're very vulnerable. And mm-hmm. But when you say your prayer out loud and your friends or your spouse or loved ones hear what's on your heart, yeah. It's kind of like, um, I think it helps them pray for you. And it also sort of opens up that, it makes that relationship deeper because we're going through life and we need these people we love to help us. And so they know what's on your heart and what's heavy. And it's just, it's awesome. So I think the most powerful prayer has been in a group, even though unfortunately I don't have a lot of people to share it with on a routine basis other than a wife, which even then at times when I say, we're going to pray together, it's like, and I kind of do it myself. So I go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, saying it out loud is the most uh, powerful for me, too. And, you know, that's one thing with our opening prayer. You know, I always enjoy that. Uh, it just is a, a lot more intimate, um, I feel, whenever you're sharing that with other people. But it's not always uh, a conducive environment for mm-hmm. for that. So uh, preferably, I would probably say out loud. But um, I don't know. Sometimes at night, I'm just laying there saying prayers and my wife would probably not be too excited if I was shouting out but maybe I'll start it and see what happens yeah Yeah. you actually might be surprised if you just said hey can we pray together just saying guys wake her up (laughs) (laughs) I love praying with people I think it's great um me and Alexander pray a lot I, I, we pray, but also we pray before every meal. We, I mean, we do it out. I didn't even think about that praying out loud. I kind of was mm-hmm. picturing that as myself, not necessarily like in the group setting, like mm-hmm. we just did for this podcast. Interesting. All right, guys, let's delve into the topic. We don't know what way we're going off the cuff over okay. here. Mm-hmm. All right, it's why a good start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the book for starters? Okay, I've got a lot of questions here for you. But let's just hear your thoughts about the book, what made you maybe want to write the book, what it's about, little clip notes. Sure. So um, so I, the book is written about my um, experience as a mom that I went through with my daughter in 2017. Uh, we were definitely hit with something that just came out of the blue when she was 17 years old and um, you know, as as parents, as Christian parents, you do all the things, you know, you raise your kids in church, you, uh, we even homeschooled, you know, like we did oh. the full, Amen, sister. full full gamut of like protecting your kids and making sure that they're um, raised in the knowledge of Jesus. And then out of the blue, just something happens. And I mean, I was completely not prepared for it. And um, so we went through a lot. I personally went through a lot of just um, feeling like, how did I not know this? Uh, and then how do I handle it? You know, just truly, you know, when you're not prepared, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a counselor. I'm not, you know, schooled in, okay, this is what you do. And even, I mean, we saw counselors who were great for us, but still, I mean, they can only help so much, you know? So there's just this, whole dynamic of constantly just feeling like there's a fog around you just I, I have no idea which way to turn and um so of course we got through that and then I started having moms come to me and say hey can you pray for me or this is what I'm dealing with. it's primarily moms with daughters and primarily teenage daughters and um I started feeling I mean it was kind of 
surreal and unreal how I mean, I'm like good grief like is this just or this must be a thing like I thought it really was just me right. um and so I kept thinking like well you know there's got to be a book out there that helps people there's got to be well people like Joe Daly it's like why don't you write a book I'm like oh no that's like way bigger than me and no but no <laughs> I just know and so I, I wrestled with it a lot um, for probably about two years, actually. And I finally just said, you know, I've, I've got to do something because this is huge. You know, this is a really big deal. And so I decided to share my story on the hope that it would help somebody else who that maybe I would never know. I would never be able to speak to um, in person to just say, hey, you know, you can get through this and you will get through this. It doesn't feel like it most days. You have no idea how you're going to do this. I actually was talking to a girl the other day who she's like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get through this. And I could, I mean, I felt it because I, I remember I was like, you will, you absolutely will. How, how, I don't know, but you do. Yep. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think that's one of the enemy, as you described it in the, the book, I think that's one of the big tricks is that, um, you know, people feel so isolated and, mm. and alone when really a lot of these things that go on in everyone's lives, uh, everybody deals with the yeah. same kind of struggle. So I think it's a great opportunity, uh, opportunity for you to um, combat some of that with sharing your story. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's not easy for any of us to be, I mean, it's still, it's not easy on the daily, you know, to just be vulnerable and say, Hey, this was, this was me. This was our life. Uh, this is still, you know, our life where we're still walking through some of that and some of the, um, ramifications of everything that happened. But yet that is, it's a common struggle. That's why you could get something from the book when you're not married and you yeah. don't have children and you're not a mom because you can identify with a struggle. Right. I had written, we were talking about this before the podcast that I'm not married, don't have kids and I'm a guy. And I still found the book to be great on that same thread of line because I'm a believer in life. We all, you know, eternal happiness is where we're trying to go, where we're going to mm. end up, but on, on earth, on our, you know, life's journey here we all have crosses to bear things to deal with that we wouldn't want uh, like this arm problem right now or we've all had issues in our lives that have been tough to get through and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel so to speak and that's where i related yeah. a lot to the book because you talk a lot about hope in there which i would like to get mm -hmm. on having patience mm -hmm. in there praying when you don't necessarily want to pray things like that mm -hmm. that did eventually get you to more of the light at the end of the tunnel yeah sometimes i don't think you can even see the tunnel <laughs> i mean Truth truly like much less a light you know you're still you're looking for the tunnel yeah like, between the trees I think you yeah to that yeah in the yeah too. yeah yeah it's uh you find yourself in dark dark places that you never ever i never thought i mean i say this in the book but i'm not a my personality doesn't really deal with depression mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden i find myself there and it really did feel like all of a sudden and mm -hmm. i know it wasn't but it did feel like that where you're just like how did how did i get here and you can't see your way um, through and it's just yeah mm -hmm. one of the things that you talked about in the book um were 
the utilization of technology by the youth. And I know <laughs> everyone who is our age or older, including Hot Dog, because he's not very tech savvy. This is true as well. Um, how we're at such a big disadvantage yes. uh, compared to our kids who can do everything that mm-hmm. we can, block what we're trying to do. Is there any tips as far as utilizing or some mm-hmm. of the things that you use to help kind of uh, tame some of the behavior that you were trying to shut down? Uh, biggest tip I would say don't go there like literally like I mean I have people on Facebook will say what age did you get your kid a cell phone you know I'm like don't do it like I mean that's just <laughs> like until they can pay for it and they can you know like I'm just like oh because it just caused so many issues you know um I don't know other than that because there's so many ways I mean literally you know you take an you take an app off, they download another one. You know, there's ways that they can hide apps. There's ways that, um, it's, it's literally the craziest thing. Truly. I, I know is that in the book or you have no idea how many devices you have in your home mm-hmm. until, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know you could text on a Kindle. I mean, mm-hmm. literally all they need is the internet. I don't know that either. Actually. Yeah. 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 You just, I had no idea. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, how is that even possible? Um, so, I mean, you literally shut down one and the other one's up and it was just, it was crazy. I actually tell her now she's 22 now. I have to say like, she's 22. She knows I'm here. She's all good. (laughs) But she's like, I told her, I was like, you need to work for the FBI or (laughs) CIA or something because private investigator, I, I mean, she could just. In no time, she could create something else. And it was just, it was really difficult to keep up with all of that. So, um, I, a lot of times people say, what, you know, what would you change? I would say the number one thing that I personally would change is when my kids were your kids age, just pray every day, Mm -hmm. every day. Um, I definitely, I prayed for my kids, but it was more of a generic prayer, you know, Um, but when you are really faced with a challenge, like we were faced with your prayers become very, very focused. They become your life. Like this is, I have no idea what to do with this, but you do God. And so, um, I would say every day you pray for your kids because the enemy is after them. I mean, Mm -hmm. truly we, we're at, we're his enemy. They are his enemy. And especially I think when you, when you raise your children in a Christian home with the knowledge that they have, um, they scare the enemy. And so I look at my daughter as a fireball and I believe that she's marked for Jesus and the enemy came after her hard Mm -hmm. because she's a threat to him, you know? And so, um, that's why I would say is best thing. Like cell phones an issue. Don't give it to him. But at the end of the day, prayer is where it's at. Like prayer period. Got a couple. Um, you know, it's, I've been fortunate enough to do, you've heard of these acts retreats, mm-hmm. you know, and I, yeah. I, I do teen acts retreats, my wife and I, and, the, and my daughters and, they're co-ed and and this is a situation where you hear 30 something kids stories and i mean it's everything you could imagine and um it's it's pretty intense but it's you know the constant is what gets 
when, when God is the center of their life and if that, if he hasn't been and he becomes, or if he has been and they find him again, it's just, it seems like that opens the door to all the healing and all the mm-hmm. light that, that has been overshadowing them. And it's, it's so true. And we were just before this part, you know, we hardest, you know, we pray before the podcast and we bring our guests into prayer and we talked about Steve's, would you rather and sharing in a group setting but a lot of times it is that sharing as a group or having your support system i think that that helps get you through that and i was gonna ask you a question sort of um you know in your prayer before the podcast you said bring hope to the hopeless i thought that was Mm -hmm. so awesome you know when we pray because there's so many people that are hopeless and bringing hope to them Mm -hmm. what's some of your comments on let's say when people do go through something really dark and are really emotionally traumatic and it's all they see is darkness. And we talk about the light at the end of the tunnel, like that little flicker. Is it, you know, is it God? Is it family? Is it friends? Like what, what, do, you, what do you, in your experience, what was the one thing that kind of made you just open your eyes to say, okay, maybe I should head this direction? For those, and some people maybe don't have a strong prayer life. I don't know. Yeah. So I was raised in a pastor's home. I don't ever remember not, you know, um, having the Bible read to me my dad was very big on uh, family devotions so we had family devotions all the time um i don't know i don't know where i would be without that so the thought of like going through my life i'm 46 so the thought of going through 46 years without the knowledge that god is with me is hopeless i mean that is like what in the world how do you how do people even wake up in the morning um but for me when i was there i had people who definitely reached out they were very patient with me um but ultimately i did a lot of hiding i i isolated myself very well my husband is really the only one who knew the depths of where I was. And even, I mean, truly, his spouse doesn't even know, you know. But um, we're kind of a anti-meds family. I know you're a doctor, so I'm sorry. But like, 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 uh, trust me, I'm with you. Not really, like, not really, like, I mean, if you need it, okay. But, like, we're not, like, you know, if go out. knows where run. I stand on mental health in this group, <laughs> like, trust me. There's no meds involved. Yeah, Dr. Caraway knows. Like, we just don't do that. Yeah. And so... I remember the day where I was just like, cause I, I truly was like struggling to get out of bed, deal with the day to day things, which isn't common for me. Like I am an exercise. I love, you know, to eat healthy. I love to run all those things. And I can't even deal with life. And so I'm going to get emotional talking about it, but my husband's so great. And, um, sorry guys. Good work. Y'all don't do this. <laughs> uh, he knelt beside the bed and he said, um, I don't know what we need to do. If you need to go on medication, go on medication. And that was so huge for me because I realized that's a big deal for him to say that, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't just go there. Right. And I realized this is really even worse than what I've realized. And so, um, that day, I just, I was by myself most of the day, um, which was the norm and not good. I mean, Mm -hmm. truly we need people. Uh, and so I was still in my room. I had got up, showered, dressed, and I just, my knees hit the floor exactly where he had knelt. 
And I just said Jesus over and over and over again. And y'all, he came, he came into that room. Like, I mean, obviously we know he's there. He's always there, but I literally felt his presence and things changed from that point. Um, not overnight, you know, not okay. Woohoo. I'm dancing through the streets now, you know? Um, but there was a desire. There was more of a desire. Okay. Let me get into the word. Let me, Tony had already, um, started praying over our family daily, but now, okay, now I can out loud pray mm-hmm. with him. Now I can be awkward and vulnerable mm-hmm. and all the things. And so it was really that, I don't know if that really answers your question, awesome. but, yes. but I think that, I mean, people are used by God. And in that case, it was yeah, my husband totally. because he knew where I was. Um, but I also look at, you know, community is so important. My church family is so important. My family is so important. And it's important for me to constantly reach out, uh, even still, you know, to say, Hey, I'm not doing okay. You know, I'm struggling through some things. It's not easy, but it's important. Yeah. The human spirit, I think is something that's, you know, hard to even put into words at times, how, how much it impacts. And I saw in the book, you talk about ministry your family, your husband, friends, getting together with some yeah, friends at yeah, times, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the importance of all those things. Can you also, one of the things I found interesting, you talked a lot about patience in the book and being patient yeah. with God and continuing <laughs> to go to God. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all struggle with from time to time when we're, mm-hmm. you know, searching for an answer and can't hear what we're either a wanting to hear, think we need to hear, yeah. or just can't hear anything at all. Can you take, talk us through, uh, take us through a little bit about having, you know, patience with God and being persistent in your prayers? Uh, so for one thing is taking God at his word that he's like, he's never, ever failed. The Bible says that he's not a man that he should lie. And so when you're reading the Bible and I don't know if, if y'all have been taught this, but you know, you've got the Bible as a whole is the Greek word is the logos. And then there's also a word called Rhema where that's, so there's two words for word in the Bible itself. And a rhema word is when you're reading the Bible and that it pops off the page and it's into your situation. It's not just into your spirit. It says, Hey, Craig, this is, this is your situation. And, um, so that's a rhema word. And so when that happens, that's literally God, the word speaking to you. And when you realize that and you, you are able to cling to those words and say, okay, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I'm going to still cling to this. No matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter what I feel, because that's a big one, uh, especially your mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it changes things in your brain. I mean, it literally changes things in your brain, but it changes things in your spirit. It changes things in the atmosphere. And so I begin to um, take those words that about my children, about my daughter specifically, where God would just, uh, Psalms 139 was something that God just brought over and over and over again into, um, 
my heart. And so I just began to memorize it. I began to pray it. I began to declare that every time I would start feeling fear and, okay, what about this? What about that? Nope. This is what the word of God says. And I would just out loud. A lot of times I'm walking and I'm, I'm sure my neighbors out are loud. like, Here we go. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, my neighbors are going, Oh, she crazy. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's okay. Um, but I had to, because I think that there's power in your spirit hearing your voice declaring the word of God too. And so things begin to shift with that, where I realized a lot of things that I'm seeing physically isn't reality. What's reality is in the spirit realm. Mm. And so it's already happened. If God called it done, it's been done. It just isn't recognized physically. And when you realize that there's this supernatural strength that happens that allows you to push on and push on and there's hope comes in that and in Romans it says this hope doesn't disappoint there's nothing worse than having your hopes disappointed right um but it says this hope doesn't disappoint and so I can rest on that it may not happen in in fact most of the time it doesn't on my timeline um or it doesn't look like I want it to look so many times. I can't even tell you how many times I, I would pray about a certain situation and maybe, you know, maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe a month later, that prayer is answered, but it literally looked nothing mm-hmm. like what, and I would just yeah. laugh. I'm like, your ways are so not my ways, <laughs> like, but okay. Okay. Because they are always better. And so that is where, when you really begin to just say, okay, God, I'm going to trust your word, period. That's where that hope comes in. And that's where the patience comes in and just say, okay, if this, if this takes 20 years, okay, I can believe your word. If it takes two years, if it takes two days, that would be preferable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speed this up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, you talked about how, um, you know, you were completely blindsided by this uh, incident that went on in your family, um, and you realized quickly that you mm-hmm. weren't equipped or prepared in order to face these challenges. It mm-hmm. sounds like those these are some of the things that you've been utilizing uh, in order to overcome that. Yeah. Uh, is there any yeah. other tips that you have to offer or that uh, you kind of changed your direction where you were praying in more general terms, but figured out uh, pretty quickly that you needed to be a lot more intentional and specific Mm -hmm. in what you were uh, requesting. I mean, you've got to change whatever you're doing daily. Like you've got to, you've got to change it. So um, for me, I began to, I've always had a quiet time, always got in the word, always, but now it became like, I'm listening to it all day long because if I can listen, I mean, come on, we're 2022 now. I mean, we can, you can pull up the Bible app on your phone and listen to the Bible. Like it's pretty amazing. And when you're listening to something, even if you're thinking about something else, your subconscious is hearing it. And um, so I started realizing, wow, this is really changing things. So I would do that. Um, I would watch what I'm saying. Like, am I, am I giving into the fear? And I would also watch what others were saying, you know, um, there was one time where my, my older son was over and he was, I mean, my boys went through this too, you know, so Abby's the youngest and 
my boys are going through all of the what in the world like she was raised in the same home she was raised like, like who is this person and so my older son was over and um he's he's saying you know i don't understand this 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 and i just stopped him i said okay i can't hear that right now and i'm gonna ask you to stop and he you know, of course he first got offended you know he's like mom but i'm like i have to be really careful what goes into my ears and so sometimes that meant like stopping people sometimes it meant like backing away from people right. like if they just wanted to spin the story um i couldn't spin that story anymore you know i had to stop mm -hmm. stop that and so i had to draw a line in the sand and say okay unless you're gonna believe for the best with me i can't mm. i can't do that because it's not a good place right. one of the most beautiful things is the fact that you've been able to touch so many people's lives with mm. the book and a lot of times in our podcast we talk about motivating and trying to achieve what god's will is for us and his calling and there's a point in your journey and your healing where you're at a point where god said hey maybe you should share this with people and have this story and you talked about you know, it took two years and we often reflect on things we want to do. And it's like one year yeah. passes, two years yeah. passes. And there's this fear to take that step and that mm -hmm. leap forward. What was kind of that, I guess, what was your story to the point where you were like, okay, this is on my heart. I need to do something like the courage. Did you rely on the same prayer, the same um, things that got you through the, the trying times to give you the courage to say, take the leap and write a book. And that, that fear of, oh, people are going to look at me different. Or, you know, is it going to yeah. turn out good? <laughs> yeah, it's a real fear. Um, <laughs> still, uh, so I was actually visiting my daughter. She lives in California now. And so we were there visiting in May of 2021. And um, I met so many. I met, of course, I met her, you know, like in in that area. I know her, mm -hmm. but I mean, she, California's different. <laughs> and it's taken over my girl. <laughs> but um, but uh, I met so many people who, man, I mean, their stories. I heard one young man share his story that just, wow, you know, what? And he shared it in a room of his peers. And he was still doing great things, you know, I mean, where the enemy wanted to take him out and he still got up and he shared his story and we were changed from his story. And then meeting people my age who, you know, lost their spouse and, mm -hmm. and all these things. And they're still going out and they're still doing what God tells us to do. And I just remember she lives in the Redwood Forest area, and I mean, oh my gosh, if y'all have not been there, so cool. seriously, it is awesome. like, it's I've awesome. traveled, I, I think I'm well-traveled, and <laughs> it is the prettiest place ever, like, it's just, it's just amazing, and so I was out in the Redwoods um, with a friend of mine, and we were walking, and it was just such a... Um, sweet encounter with the Lord. And he's like, are you going to be obedient? Are you going to be obedient? And I will say there was no cell signal. That's a big deal. Remember <laughs> technology? Like yeah. you can't Amen. hear it. You can't hear the Lord if there's technology. No. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just broke and I said, yes, I'll be obedient. And so the next morning I remember journaling about it and saying, okay, I'm done and uh, got home. And I, I mean, y'all, I had no idea how to write. I mean, obviously I know how to write. I didn't know how to write a book. <laughs> like, how do you like, where do you start? 
Yeah. yeah. And like, how do you publish? How do you anything? And so, uh, you know, that's where God's just so good. And I get this email from this random person that I followed a long time ago and she was offering a writing class online and I'm, I'm like, kidding. weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, kind of saved the email, didn't sign up immediately. Cause I was like, mm, I don't know. And then, um, I heard from somebody in California that something might be going on with my daughter again. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, it was just like here. Okay. I can't write this book. I can't write this book because now we're going to go through this. Like it was just what in the world. And I'm walking into my living room and I'm having all these thoughts and the Lord spoke very clear to my heart. And he says, are you going to let every single time stop you? Mm. Are, are you going to be obedient? Oh, yeah, I did tell you I would be obedient. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And so I immediately pulled out my computer, signed up for the writing class. Turns out where it wasn't even a thing with my daughter. It was just somebody trying to, you know, cause drama. Mm -hmm. But but the enemy used it to, mm -hmm. to try to stop me. And so um, that was the... And then once I started, that's me. Once I start, I, there's no stopping me. <laughs> Even though I, inside, I'm like, ah, like, what am I doing? There's still like, once you start on that path, it's just, it's just, you're going. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the enemy certainly looks for every opportunity to set up roadblocks uh, to get you to stop doing what yeah. uh, you're designed and intended to do. And on the other hand, you know, people are in your lives. You have interactions that, um, God uses to help push you in the direction that you need to. One of the things that seemed like a very strong, pivotal moment for uh, for me, at least reading the book, was whenever one of your sons told you, mm. uh, you know, your our sister needs the same mom that we grew up <laughs> yeah. with. I remember yeah. that. Um, yeah. So that was a, a big, strong point for me. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's my preacher boy right there. Oh, um, preacher boy. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, same one that I told him not to say. <laughs> Same he's, one. He's, he's my one who says whatever my other one is silent pretty much all the time um yeah that was huge that was it during the the uh blindsided moment where i was just frozen literally frozen and um did had no clue which way to turn and yeah nakota like literally and he's he is he's a pastor at our church so that was he's like he literally gets in my face and he's like where is the mom that i had and i'm like i just cried i, was like, I have no idea and he's like well you better find her because she needs you and i just thought and it was it wasn't long after that i don't know like timeline because everything's foggy you know when you go through trauma but i remember waking up so to speak during that time and i remember telling her because she came she was not my child i mean truly like she was wow and um or she came back at me with something when i told her to do something i was like oh no mom's back <laughs> and i remember like this look of fear in her eyes of like oh poop <laughs> like, this was good while it lasted um but yeah it was that was very pivotal during those times but um yeah and my my kids have all been, I mean, including Abby, have all been so encouraging of me writing the book and then speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely, when I wrote it, I was aware I'd never wanted her to feel like I was throwing her under the bus, never wanted, because truly it's my story. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, yes, 
you know, she's obviously a character in it, but it was, it's my story. And so I never wanted her to feel like I was, you know, exposing her in it. Um, so I would always, you know, send her the chapters with her in them and say, Hey, you know, if you want to change anything, you can change anything. She never did. Um, but she would just, mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's really okay. We're, we're through that. But, um, uh, my kids have been excellent in it because I feel like, I feel like we have to understand and I feel like they get it probably even more than their mom has gotten it, that the story is always bigger than us. Like what, what I went through is not my story. It's other people's story. If you look in the Bible, a friend told me to read the story of Ruth and Naomi this morning. And I thought it was so random, but I did. Um, but what I got from it was if you look at the story of Ruth, it's not her story. It's the story of Jesus. It's his genealogy that comes out of that. You know, you can be like, wow, that's like a very random story that's just thrown in, you know, four chapters in the Bible. But at the end of it, it was way bigger. It's, it was about Jesus. And so I feel like that's my story is not just my story. It's, it's about bigger. Mm -hmm. And, and I hope it's about Jesus. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you and, and think this has been a fun ride today. Before we shut it down, <laughs> we want to to ask you what we like to ask all our guests, and that's who or what do you think is driving your car? Mm. That is proverbial for what's driving your life. It could be God, free will, mm-hmm. hurricane, spouse. Oh, my gosh. could be a lot Hurricanes. of different things. Daughter. <laughs> yeah, your daughter. That's right, Bailey. Um, so what comes to mind when we ask you that? I mean, I think of like there have been times where hurricanes oh, yeah, <laughs> and daughter and uh, and Deanna, um, but man, I mean, I really I hesitate to say this because I feel like it's my it's my goal for the Holy Spirit for God for Jesus to drive my car, mm-hmm, and even yeah. though sometimes I feel like I'm taking that wheel <laughs> back from him. Oh, but do we have to turn there? Uh, do we have to go do a podcast with three guys? Oh, like, oh <laughs> goodness. Kidding. What a memory. Are they going to talk about sports? What is it going to be yeah, about? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm joking. But um, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really want to just be obedient to him. Mm. I want him to drive my car because he does a way better job. Way better job. I've wrecked it a few times. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. I think that's yeah. what we all, I mean, we've heard all kind of different answers. And I do think the layups to say God, but it is like the ability to let him drive the car mm. and us to be obedient. That's, that's all two different things. there, are harder things. Yeah. To do. Yeah. Daily. Well, Deanna, I know a lot of our listeners would love to connect with you. Um, where can they find you uh, either online or your book, you know, mother's hope restored. How can uh, our listeners dig a little deeper sure so you can actually purchase the book on any online retail store amazon um you can even buy it from the publisher bookbaby.com if for some reason amazon plays games Uh and says it's sold Uh out i was telling matthew it's not it's not actually sold out it was sold out the first time i tried to buy it yeah Uh it's not amazon plays games so it sells games so if that would happen just go to bookbaby.com and Mother's Hope Restored. Um, they can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook and follow me there. Deanna Gott, G-O-T-T. 
Awesome. So. Thank you so much. That's yeah, awesome. thanks Thank for coming you. along. It was a great Thank ride you. today. Absolutely. You know, it's something that uh, was recommended a while back from Yo, and uh, <laughs> you know, we tried to work it out for uh, Thank you, Mother's Day, <laughs> and it didn't work out. So anyway, oh. glad to have you on. Wow, yeah. That was a while back. Yo. <laughs> All in God's timing. And look, we appreciate yeah. everybody uh, tuning in with us today. And if you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me? I'm living my